0: Welcome to the St. George's Leeds Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the talk. Come, follow me. Maybe he's saying that to you today. Maybe you were invited to this service or you were sent this link and you're watching this. Maybe the key message today is come and follow me, follow Jesus. There's another verse that comes to mind, and you'll probably be familiar with this. Come to me, you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. A lot of us need to hear that from time to time. Maybe that's the invitation that God has for you today. And then there was a time when Jesus was walking on the water, and this same Peter, Simon Peter, was in the boat and he said, Lord, if you command me, I will come out and walk on the water. Jesus didn't command him. He invited him. He said, come. Peter stepped out of the boat in faith. I mean, that's impossible, isn't it? But maybe today God is inviting you to do the impossible in faith and with his help. That's in Matthew Chapter 14. So God is an invitational God. He invites us, and as we are becoming more like Him, surely we're going to invite others. God brings us into friendship with Him. It's called reconciliation. And He asks us to bring others into friendship. It's called a ministry of reconciliation. Often that starts with an invitation too. So, point two, why don't we invite as many people as we perhaps could and should? Well, uh, research was conducted by Tearfund Fund in 2007, and more recently by a man called Michael Harvey, who heads up the Back to Church movement. And they discovered that about 80% of Christians don't invite others. That's a bit shocking, isn't it? But at the same time, the positive flip side of that is they discovered that the majority of people out there are just waiting for an invitation and will probably respond positively if we invite them. That's good news, isn't it? So why don't we issue more invitations to church? Well, it comes down to the word fear often. Not always, but often fear. So let me go through three fears that are common with this. There's the fear of somebody saying no. It's easy to feel we failed when people say no. But let's see if we can see it differently. Inviting somebody is success. Just saying, would you like to come to church, is success in itself. Let's leave the rest to God and not feel that we're a failure if somebody says no. People are allowed to say no. That's their right, and we need to accept that, don't we? We shouldn't try to force them or manipulate them. If they reject us, Jesus says, they're probably rejecting him. Then there's the fear of somebody saying yes. Somebody, we we say, come to church, and they say yes, and they turn up at church on one of those awful services. We don't have awful services at St. George's. There's nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing to fear, even if it's not Lizzie speaking at the front. Don't worry. It's going to be okay. And then there's that fear that simply inviting somebody is going to somehow spoil our relationship with them, and they're going to see us differently. That shouldn't stop us. So what I feel is, what I was thinking is, that as we pray for our friends, and as we pray for opportunities to share the love of Jesus with them, let's pray also that this fear will be turned into faith, so that we can trust God for every outcome of every invitation, rather than letting the false expectations appear real and put us off inviting someone now I want you to imagine the following scene there's a knock on the door or a ring or if you've got one of those special doorbells you're looking at them and um, and you go to the door if you need to and there's a stranger there and they're selling tickets to a charity event near nearby and you look at them and you think I don't know you. I'm sure it's a good thing, but being very British, if you are British, and if you're not, you've perhaps learned how to be British, you say, (laughs) because you've been here long enough, and you say very politely, "Uh, no, thank you very much. Thank you. Now, let's think that through again. The doorbell goes, the knock goes. You go to the door, and it's a friend. They're trying to sell you tickets for a charity event. Will you brush them off and just say, no, thank you? Or is there more chance that you'll say yes? Yes, there, there is. I've got, I'm getting a few nods. Now, one more time. Turn it around and imagine it's you. It's you on the door. And it's a friend of yours who answers. Therefore, are they not going to be more open to you than a stranger? Perhaps uh, preaching on the street corner. Point three, why should we invite people? Now, I don't know about you, but I have done things in my life that I never would have done without an invitation. Yesterday, I was playing foot golf. Anybody played foot golf? Did anybody ache the next day? Okay, well, I haven't kicked a ball in 20 years, so, you know, pray for me. So, um, it was a stag do, and I'm the father of the bride. I think they let me win as well. But anyway, um, I wouldn't have done that had it not been for an invitation. Now, I have been places that I never would have gone to had I not been invited. And do you know, I've even tasted and drunk things that I wouldn't have sampled uh, without an invitation. Invitations are important. When I was 12 years old, I was invited to a special church service I said yes. At that church service, I said another yes to another invitation. I said yes to God, and I started my walk with God. I started following Jesus that night. And it's been an adventure that continues, a good adventure. As a result of Andrew's simple invitation to meet Jesus, Simon Changed his name. He changed his career path. And I'm going to say he changed the world. Can I say that? Yeah? Our simple invitation could do the same. Isn't that exciting? So why did Andrew invite his brother? Just think about that. Why did he do it? Well, I think it was because he loved his brother. And he wanted to share something incredible with him. My prayer for myself and for you here today and you at home is that we would increase our love for our friends, that God would do that in us. He would s- somehow swell our heart with his love for them, as well as swelling our understanding of his love Uh, incredible good news for them. Because when we love them more, and when we get more and more excited about this good news, we're going to invite them, aren't we? When I worked for Christians Against Poverty, uh, a a national debt counselling charity, and I worked for them for 10 years, we discovered that many people received a leaflet but didn't do anything for typically six months or even more until finally they came to the point of picking up the phone and formally asking for help. People can take time to think through and respond positively to our invitations. Don't take last year's no as a permanent no. Maybe that's a word for you. I asked my neighbor several times, well I invited her to come to church several times, she said... No, or put me off somehow. But I didn't take it as a permanent one because she didn't say, Oh, and don't ever ask me again. Now, if they say that, don't ask them again. <laughs> okay? You've heard it from me. That's, that's the way it is. Uh, but she came to church, and, and I praise God for that. That doesn't make me successful, it just makes me persistent. Okay? So that's what we need to do. But do we have something worth inviting people to? Don't think too long about that. (laughs) The answer's yes. Okay, the answer is yes. If you think your friend would really enjoy hearing a particular speaker, I'm not going to name that person here at St. George's, then why not try to invite them for a day when that person is speaking? But remember, we also have fantastic sung worship. Didn't we have a fantastic time this morning already? When our neighbour came, she was blown away. She didn't expect music at all. She was touched. We have great prayer times like we did today. We have brilliant youth and children's ministry. And you know what? We have excellent coffee too. It's worth inviting people to church. And don't forget that, you know, if you've heard something uh, amazing at church or you've heard something simple as well and you think wow that would be just right for my friend because of where they are and the conversation that we had send why not send them a link afterwards yeah so more recent research has discovered that people are even more open to uh, not coming to church but watching things online let's take advantage of that and not forget it fourth point how to invite. Okay, right. Now, I think we've come to the point where we need some drama. Yeah? Yeah, some th- theatre, some acting. I haven't been acting until now. It's been absolutely from the heart. Right, let's do some acting. I'm going to be Andrew, comes fairly naturally, and I'd like you, that's all of you, to be Simon Peter. I come in and you say, Andrew, what's for dinner? Are you ready? Three, two, one. Andrew, what's the um, well, I-, I thought we'd have fish today. They're a little bit small, so I'm going to do you 14. Um, oh, and also, I met this bloke today, and I think he might be the Messiah. Would you like them crispy on both sides? <laughs> okay, so that was number one. Let- let- should we do that again? We'll see if we can do it differently. Okay, three, two, one dinner? I can't talk about dinner. I'm so excited. My life has been turned upside down. I met the Messiah. You've got to come. Let's go now. Come on. That was number two. Let's try that one more time. So three, two, one. I thought we'd have fish for a change. Uh, But while while I'm preparing this fish, you know, you remember we had that conversation about whether, you know, the concept, the idea of Messiah is true and relevant today? Well, I think I met the, the real Messiah today in the marketplace. And maybe tomorrow, if you come, he'll be able to answer those questions you have. Thank you very much. Great acting. Nice. Um, which... Uh, Which one of those sort of styles of invitation did you like best? Number one? Number two? Number two, you like number two. Thank you, Lizzie. And number three? You like number three. So I'm going to call the first one a sort of a throwaway comment. Throwaway comment. Just slipped in there, almost unnoticed. The second one was the passionate invitation. Any passionate people here today? Thank you, over there. And then the other one was the more more sort of considered, referring back to a previous conversation, uh, intellectual appeal and that sort of thing. And you know what? If we had more time and if I was more creative, we could keep going all day. There are many more forms of invitation. They depend on us, our, our style, who we are, our personality. And it depends on the person we're inviting and our relationship with them. Do it your way. Now, also in the research, uh, they, they came up with this, this thing, and they said that if we want to be an invitational church, then really we need it modelled from the front. Oh, that's me. But, you know, we need it modelled from our leaders. And so I thought maybe I should share something with you. So I was down at Holy Trinity with Bex, who has now left us, uh, just over a week ago, and we were waiting for a big Ikea delivery. So we looked out for the van. The van came. Two guys came out, not as big and strong as I was expecting, but they came out. We opened the doors, and one of them came in. If you've ever been to Holy Trinity, you'll relate to this. (laughs) Then he looked at me, and he said, Are you religious? I don't know, I'm just painting. No, are you religious? And I said, no, I'm not actually, I'm a Christian, I follow Jesus. And uh, I don't know why, but that gave him the uh, opportunity to, to tell me quite a lot about Buddhism. Because that's what he was into, sort of. Well, I thought, I'm preparing this sermon on invitation. And, um, and also, you know, he raised the subject, I'm going to invite him. So I invited him to church too just a simple direct invitation don't know whether you're here today IKEA man but there you are I did it didn't I that's success inviting somebody this morning there was a guy delivering vegetables he does that nearly every Sunday have you ever seen a pile of vegetables out there it's not for you it's for the crypt and uh, and I said to him it's great to see you again Um, you know if you want to stop and come upstairs to church anytime please do that wasn't difficult, was it? Easy. He's not here either, but he might be next week. <laughs> he might be next week. Now, the, the last thing that I really want to say is that it isn't difficult. It isn't difficult, and some people think that it's good to practice some phrases. So that's what we're going to do just now. I hope this isn't too cringy. If you by the way, if you're here for the first time, you've been invited. I'm not at all embarrassed about talking about this. Because now you can know why you were invited. Yeah? So here's a phrase. Would you like to come to church with me? That's easy. Uh, The with me means you're not going to be on your own. I'll meet you sometime on the way. It's going to be okay. You're going to be with at least one friend. Would you like to come to church with me? Let's say it together. Would you like to come to church with me? Great. And then another simple one is, would you like to visit my church? Would you like to visit my church? Now, you might have noticed I didn't mention Jesus. I believe in Jesus. I really do believe in talking about Jesus. But, you know, we can invite people to church. We can invite people to Alpha. We can invite people to to our small group, our barbecue, and they can hear about Jesus later, can't they? Let's turn to our neighbour, and let's have a go at that. Would you like to come to church with me, or would you like to visit my church? Give it a go. (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for being game to do that. And if you're visiting the church for the very first time and you ended up saying that, I applaud you. I applaud you. Yes, sorry if that was really cringy. Um, Just a quick recap. God invites us, I'm going to say gently, but repeatedly, to come to Him. Second, many people really don't invite others to church, and it's normally because of fear, but lots of people are waiting to be invited. Thirdly, we can. And we should invite people because we have something great to share with them. Fourthly, inviting others can be done in many different ways, such as the throwaway comment, the really passionate invitation, and also referring back to a previous conversation. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we received an invitation probably from a friend or a colleague at some point but really that invitation came from you we're so thankful that you love us so much that you call us to join you to spend time with you father ask that you would enlarge our hearts that we would by the power of your spirit know more of your love for our friends and neighbours and work colleagues. And I pray too that you would help us to understand more the significance and the importance of the good news that we have to share. Help us in the power of your spirit to invite people this week. In Jesus' name, amen. thank you for listening to the St George's Leeds sermon podcast for more talks or information visit stgs.org.uk